Cowbunga and happy 4th of July, dudes and dudettes. Rob here. I just want to go ahead and preface this episode with a couple things. First of all, I apologize for the delay in uh, releasing this episode. Um, I, we, I wouldn't even begin to explain all the technical difficulties we had uh, releasing this episode. Uh, Audacity crashed. I lost all my files. Kind of pretty much had to um, uh, do everything all over again. Anyways, long story, but everything's done now. And I also want to say that uh, this episode was, you know, one of those one of those rare instances where we completely just we we wanted to talk about issue fifty nine of the IDW comics, and we are going to talk about that in the next episode. That is a promise. So episode fifty two, count on it. Um, but this particular episode. With the best intentions, we just kind of talked a little bit about everything. You know, so there's some Ninja Turtle talk, but there's some other talk uh, in there as well. But it was a lot of fun to record anyway, and hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy that. But if you're strictly Ninja Turtle talk, I promise you we'll get into a lot more Turtle-specific stuff uh, next episode. So anyways, guys, hope you have a great day. Hope everyone's safe, and uh, as always, Cowbunga Dudes! Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and Josh. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and welcome to episode 51 of Turtle Flakes Podcast. I am your host, Rob, and joining with me today, my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Josh O'Rourke. What's up, everyone? Cowabunga. How's it going, my man? Not too bad. Not bad, man. Just re- doing a lot of Ninja Turtle stuff, doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of Ninja Turtle watching, you know, watching cartoons, stuff like that. Dude, speaking of which, I got to read your new one. I meant to do that last week. I completely forgot about it until you just brought it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I didn't mean to do that. On, I didn't do that on purpose. No, 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 no. But that that just reminded me. I, it's really good. I, I love your series. I, I've got to get... Oh, thank uh, you. You know that that's the thing, man. And I don't know if you go through this too. So so much good stuff to read, so little time. Yeah, you know, and just I'm working crazy hours lately because we're short staffed at work because a bunch of people went on vacation at the same time. So oh. by the time I get home, I'm working the late shift and well, late, but I'm home around like five thirty or six o'clock, and then you gotta get dinner made and get the house straightened up, and then you gotta get kids ready for. <laughs> bed or oh, babies yeah. bed particularly early then you got to be quiet and then by the end of the day it's just like oh i don't want to do anything so but like i was i was writing like crazy last night just because i'm getting the new chapter of uh ninja turtles punishment out there soon uh it'll probably be next weekend because this weekend actually my parents are coming into town so i won't be getting any uh writing done this weekend i don't think but i i i wrote an outline for like the next three, maybe four chapters that I'm going to write. And it was the coolest thing that happened. (laughs) The funniest thing happened. 
I wrote an outline for the next four chapters. I'm I'm getting ready to finish chapter three, and it'll be up next weekend. Wow. Um. So like chapters three through six, maybe. I've got plotted out, and I've got a lot of dialogue written for it. But um, I wrote down this whole outline for it, and I gave it to Nicole to go over and get some ideas from her. You know, just what are you thinking? What sounds good? What sounds bad? What should I take out? What should I add? And she got done reading it, and she's like, oh, my God, you can't do this. Oh. I was like, what? She says, all of it. It's just so sad. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's really? awesome. Yeah, because that's that's what I want to do. Wow, you got a reaction out of her. Yeah, I really did. Because, like, you know, I, I feel pretty cool. Pretty cool. I feel really good about what I'm writing because I'm not beholden to making 60 more stories like the IDW series or when Kevin and Peter wrote the Mirage series, like, well, we're just going to keep this going for however long we can. It's like, nope, there's going to be an ending and maybe there'll be another story next year or something like that. Wow. I would like to do that just like every year, make a new turtle story or something. So pretty much after this arc, you're going to be done for a while. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I just wow. uh, I've got uh, our buddy Thaddeus uh, Manning. He's got the uh, Spider-Man and Ninja Turtle crossover that yeah. he wants. He wants to start writing, and he asked me. He asked a bunch of us, but he asked uh, a bunch of us Facebook friends, mm-hmm. like for if we wanted to write something. And I have an idea for a Spider-Man Ninja Turtles crossover that I would really like to do. Um, now, do you know quite a bit about uh, Spider-Man? Because like that's that's the only thing holding me back. Because I know I know my turtles. I love my turtles, but yeah. at Spider-Man, I really really like him. But I know virtually nothing except for you know the basics, uh, yeah. and you know the basic villains. Yeah, so I, I feel unworthy to write something like that. <laughs> well, no, you know that's almost like the best thing that you could. That's the best knowledge you could have because like particularly if you're doing a fan writing and if you're doing. A crossover, an intercompany crossover. Let's say it that way. Um, you kind of should have free reign to just do whatever you want. I mean, like, you know, like my when I was writing a day in the life, I decided that what I'm going to do is like I'm going to have the characters from the '87 cartoon stuck. Let's say the characters from the '87 cartoon were stuck in the Mirage universe. What would that look like? What would that sound like? What would that what would that feel like? And that really carried me through um, that whole first story. And really, honestly, the the second story is kind of like, what if I were to write the if I if I could rewrite the image series, what yeah. would that be like? Huh. And it's just like, and it's just kind of like, well, because I really love just like my big inspirations for writing are crime fiction and noir, and it's really not science fiction or supernatural anything. It's really a lot of hard-boiled, reality-driven storytelling. Yeah. With the Ninja... Like, my my goal um, with anything Ninja Turtles that I write is, like, if... This is going to sound weird, but, like, if I can get you to imagine that the characters you're reading are people and not turtles, like, if you can look past the turtles and see people, and you that's do. what I'm for. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I, I yeah. totally feel that way. Yeah, like, I feel like... It, it's a believable story, and it's like, oh wait, this is Ninja Turtles. You know, like some some of the Ninja Turtle cartoons are just way out there. You know, and, <laughs> and, of, and rightfully so. It's a kids show. It's supposed to be uh, uh, in a lot of ways supernatural and, and all these things. But like when it, reading certain uh, story arcs, uh, and definitely including your um, your writing, it feels like it could happen. 
You know, and, and that's that's a crazy concept because we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but still. Right. Yeah, and and that I mean, that should be how you uh, deal with Spider Man. I mean, the best knowledge that you have of Spider Man is he is a kid from Queens who has the radioactive powers of a spider. Right. He fights <laughs> the Sinister Six, and that's really about it. He's a good person who can't hold down a job, who does everything he can for his friends and family. Mm-hmm. And he makes fun of the Avengers. He makes fun of Wolverine. <laughs> you know, that's that's all you need to know for Spider-Man. Really, that is. And then you can just do it as long as you as long as you don't make him like kill somebody or or cuss because like Spider Peter Parker famously hates cussing, will not do it. Doesn't like it. Right. He thinks it's stupid. Just remember those few things and then Build your story on. Put your story on top of that. Ah, good point. And it'll come out fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you already know the Ninja Turtles, and my whole thing with uh, my Spider-Man story. I don't know if I'm gonna re- I'm gonna write it yet, and I want to get one thing done at a time because I'm trying not to do too much. Because the reason I was slowed down a lot for writing Punishment was because I was uh, writing articles for another website and. I just the that was what I was doing. Yeah. Instead of writing the story that I really want to get out there, and and also just I have a tendency to over plan to the point to where I'm not writing an actual story. Right. I've done that. Yep. Yeah. She's like, just wait till you read this. Well, I won't read it until you write it. I know, but I'm just I got to get this stuff planned out. You know. <laughs> but man, as far as um, gosh, what I've been up to, I'll tell you what. First of all, you know, I know this is a little off topic, but. Uh, Doom. I bought it. I've been playing the oh, heck yeah. out of it. No joke. And we were just talking about how busy we are, you know, and there's so many comics <laughs> out there. We can't keep track of everything. But there's always time for Doom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have not played a game, you know, sat down and played a video game for more than like two hours uh, since I've had my, my son. Or since my yeah. wife had my son. I didn't have him. You know what I mean. Man, how'd you do that? <laughs> Man. Man. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been playing it. Um, oh, gosh. Just religiously, the last last three or four days, and uh, wow, it, it's fun. I, like I totally it's so much fun. I'm so thankful yeah. I got it. Yeah, that was my thirtieth uh, birthday present. Yeah, that was that was quite possibly like I I texted you. I remember you texted me a picture of like my wife got me Doom. Oh my god, I was like, <laughs> dude, it is like that is the best first person shooter I have ever played. It's like I like to the point to where I don't need to get another one. You, you broke my heart the other day, though, because uh, when I first texted you, I was in GameStop. My uh, my wife was getting her hair done. Um, <laughs> she, we were at the mall. And, I, of course, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go explore a little bit. So I was in GameStop, and uh, I text Josh. I said, hey, man, Doom, is it is it worth it? And I didn't hear back from him because I, I was ready to drop 60 bucks. Actually, I, fe- I think I bought it for 40 um, oh, cool. yeah. yeah, it was new, too. And... Uh, so I don't hear back from him. I was like, oh, man. So I, I went. What a hoser. Yeah. I was like, geez, what a jerk. He didn't even get back to me. <laughs> you didn't tell me what to spend my money on, man. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> Guess I'll have to figure it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I get home, and then I get the text, dude, you got to buy it. You know, it's one of the best games you'll you'll ever play for the for the PS4. I was like, all right. Yeah. So next day I bought it. I asked yeah. the lady if I could buy it for my birthday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the text that you sent me because – I texted you because I completely just did not hear my phone. And so I saw that you texted me. I was like, oh, dude, you got to turn your car around and go get it. And 
I, you texted me back something like, nah, man, I didn't get it. My wife bought a $40 cloth diaper, and I didn't get you. <laughs> well, by the way, she returned that. <laughs> oh, did she? She did. I, she did. She got on the cloth diaper kick for about a, for about a day, and then she's like, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And, and it you know, is. it makes sense, like, if you started off buying all the cloth diapers, because, honestly, you gotta, you got to wash them. Each and every one of them, you got to wash them with like a certain kind of detergent or whatever, and yeah. uh, you got to get these liners for them. All kinds of different things, and uh, they're they're about thirty bucks a piece, at least where she was getting them at. And I was like, oh gosh, yeah. so they're, they're the price of a like they're the price of like a box of diapers, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, they're great in the long run, but you know, to drop that kind of money now, especially because it was in this kind of in between size where you know Grayson was going to be outgrowing them within probably about another month so I was like oh gosh so she returned them and then eventually I got my game so hey there you go there you go yeah <laughs> but but you know I mean I remember I told Nicole that <laughs> cuz Nicole was sitting right next to me and I don't have any secrets from her and I said to her he's like oh wow that sucks she says what I didn't realize I was thinking out loud <laughs> and um, Nicole says, "What?" I said, "Rob was gonna buy Doom, and he asked me. He asked me if he could buy it. <laughs> <laughs> like he asked me if it was worth getting it, and I told him, yeah. And he says, well, we already left the mall, and would you believe? Says, would you believe my wife bought a thirty-dollar diaper?' And Nicole says, "What? <laughs> what did she do that for? <laughs> you know, you bought thirty dollars and got one diaper." You know? <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's funny. This is their first kid. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's so funny because um, my wife, in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of ways were different. And a lot mm. of late ways were very, very similar. Kind of going back to what I was saying, like, we're both people pleasers. You know, we yeah. don't. And yeah. uh, the, this store just opened up. And uh, Chris, I think it was Nobody one. was there. <laughs> right. Was, yeah, well, I, there was a customer in there. And uh, she was just talking up these cloth diapers and how you know how much of a difference they make. And she's recommending this one and stuff. And Chris Best's like, okay, okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. You know. And, and then she bought it. And then the more she thought about it, she's like, oh, why did I listen to her? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I just, I would have just, I uh, first off, I wouldn't have been in the store, but I would have asked the lady, it's just like, <laughs> what is the difference between this and a hand towel? You know, just what just. Staple it together it and good to go. Safety pin, what? It just, I don't get it. It's just, come on. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I've been playing, uh, gosh, Doom is good. I really, really enjoy it. And, um, yeah. And speaking of, uh, video games, I actually, uh, I, well, first of all, I turned 30 last Saturday, uh, June 25th. And, uh, so I'm now in a new bracket. Man, yeah. 29's never coming back. I know. Now. And I can't <laughs> teach you about being in my 20s anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. You were I, I never really thought of it as teasing. You were just kind of like, yeah, I'm still cool, right? Come on. <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> I'm still young. But, you know, Please I think, tell I, me I'll be beautiful forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think like by 30, you're not even considered a young adult anymore, are you? You're just an adult now, right? You're, you're in, now you're in your early 30s. That's what well, we're, not, we're like in that weird phase where we're not quite middle-aged, but we're not young yeah. adults. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, like people would talk about your midlife. When we were kids... We heard of 40 being like your midlife crisis. Oh, my gosh. That's only 10 years away. And, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, but I kind of – it would be nice if it was 10 years away. I got seven. No, oh, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm old. <laughs> but I remember when I turned uh, 30, 
like from 29 to 30, I woke up on my 38th birthday and I was like, I literally don't feel any different. Oh, same way. Yeah, and I just, I don't see that happening with, I mean, knock wood here, but like unless something massive happens, like I wake up and I'm 40 and all of a sudden I'm 20 pounds overweight or I don't have any hair anymore (laughs) or just I'm diabetic, I don't know, just something massive happens. Yeah. I'm probably just like karmically just killing myself right now. So just <laughs> But you know, it's funny you bring that up though cuz like Yeah. You know, it it the one thing I notice about life is that really we don't change much. You know, like sure we, we mature in some ways, you know. Hopefully we're not making the same stupid mistakes we were making when we were say 20 or 10 yeah. or something like that, but but I still feel like that I, I still feel like a kid. You know, and here we are talking about Ninja Turtles. You know, it's it's yeah. the it's the one thing that you know was a constant in our childhoods. It's been a constant in our teenage years. It's been a constant in our early twenties, and here we are in our thirties. It's the same thing. No, and you know what? You're you're probably not going to. I mean, your tastes will change. Like, oh, you know, sure, sure. Like my musical taste, totally different. Yeah, it's like I don't. I don't. I was never really. I was a huge metalhead when I, I was, was too. You know, yeah, I was like, and I hardly and. It started out me listening to it when I was working out, and then it just kind of creeped into everywhere else. And like big, big Slipknot fan, big Fear Factory fan, oh, wow. Tombhead, Guar, Mudvayne. Well, you're talking real heavy stuff. Yeah, you know, I I just I always had an affinity for it, and but now I'm just I'm listening to it on the car ride to work. I was like, this is giving me a headache. You know, it's, <laughs> like, and obviously these guys are talented, great songwriters, great performers, great. Li- Slipknot puts on an amazing live show. It's just like, wow, man, and just your tastes are going to change. Oh, absolutely. I think, like, you don't change much. I think just the world around you changes, and you're either going to react differently to it or you're Mm -hmm. going to react the same way, and you're probably going to end up doing both. Yeah, the core of who you really are is is still a constant, you know? Yeah. You know, like, I I still feel like there's certain things that I still am ever since I was five, you know? But mm-hmm. but you're right. Like for me, I was a metalhead too. Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Anthrax. You know all the '80s thrash metal bands. That I was all over that for years. Mm-hmm. And I still I still have an affinity for that stuff. You know, like when I go to the gym, I still like to listen to something that'll really kind of fire you up. But yeah. overall, man, my music has uh, changed. Um, like Jim Croce. You know, uh, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, blanking. Oh, I love early '80s and late '70s kind of alternative slash punk rock, you know, like The Replacements, yeah. one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, yeah. Uh, a Husker Du, you know, so many other, like, punk bands and stuff. It's amazing how things change. And, and to me now, it's all about the lyrics and all about the, the, the passion of what's being played. I don't know. It, it's amazing how things change. And, heck, I like 80s pop. I like 90s grunge. I like I like a little bit of everything now. I like some early rap, I guess. Um, it all you know, depends. I mean, like, do you? I mean, do you like hip hop and R and B, or do you like gangster rap? That that's the difference. Um, for me, I like rap. That see, it's to me, it's all about the lyrics, and I, I think some rap is, you know, especially in the eighties and stuff, and 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 or I guess nineties. Uh, Public Enemy, you know, some of the stuff that they they did, it's like, oh yeah, sure, it's really explicit and stuff, but it's like, yeah. wow, you know, th- these guys went through a lot. You know, they're talking about, you know, just life on the streets and all this, the things that they had gone through. And I'm thinking, man, I, I had no idea. 
to me, I think that stuff was good, but just, you know, some of the demeaning stuff, some of the sexist stuff out there, it's just like... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like... And, and you know what? Most of that, not to say, not to take anything away from, like, their backgrounds and where they come from and oh, who sure. they are people, but, like, just a lot of that is also just they found a niche that will get them paid. So they're going to make yes. sure all the songs sound like that yeah. for as long as it makes them relevant, and then they'll figure it out from there. Oh, yeah. I like... I mean, like Dr. Dre. I like Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. I don't own any of his albums. I don't uh, know any of his songs, but I respect the guy as a performer. I respect him as an actor, and I especially respect him as a businessman. Like he he sells he, uh, Beats headphones. Mm-hmm. Beats headphones, the cheapest ones are like ninety dollar earbuds. The most expensive ones are five hundred dollar around the ear headphones. Oh my gosh. They only cost uh, the most expensive of the uh, product uh, Beats headphones to manufacture cost eighteen dollars to manufacture. <laughs> He's making a profit of like fifty thousand percent. Jeez! And That's at the nice. end of the day, if you can convince somebody to buy an eighteen dollar pair of headphones for three hundred dollars, that is the most gangster thing you can do. <laughs> I kind of have to respect that. Yeah, dang! You know, it feels good to be just, a gangster. <laughs> just, I don't know if you're gonna bleep me on this, but just the cojones on that guy to, <laughs> to do that. Just like, man, you just, yep. oh, and that's that's kind of respectful. Absolutely, that's respectable, you know. But yeah, just like, but like, my musical tastes have changed so much to where like I used to hate techno music, I used to hate house music, I used to hate electronic music, mm-hmm. and like now a lot what I've been listening to lately is like Junkie XL and hmm. Daft Punk and Zomboy and Skrillex and just a lot of electronic music just because I really like the tempo and I like the beat and it keeps me engaged. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about remembering lyrics. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You know, and that plays a lot of the, into the enjoyment I get from it. You know, just and plus it's great on a treadmill. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, totally. it is. Yeah, it's like I can't keep up with this beat. They gotta slow it down. Oh God, man, just <laughs> turn down the hill grade. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet man. So, uh, have you been up to anything Ninja Turtles this week, my friend? Yeah, actually, I got a really cool Turtles pickup uh, this week. I'm really excited about it. I've got uh, I uh, let's see. I've been eyeballing because you've been talking a lot about this for a long time now. You've been talking about the fourth volume of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I went out and well, I didn't go out, but I ordered a huge stack of the uh, TMNT Volume Four comics. Oh, nice. I think I've got the first. I've got issues one through thirteen. Oh, you got some good ones. Yeah, I've got like 1 through 13, 16, 19, 20, and I've got like, I've, all together I've got like maybe 15 or 16 comics. Okay, do you so, have the one that has um, Splinter on the cover? Yeah, um, number 11. Okay, yeah. is that the one where he, there's like candles beside him? Yeah, it's, Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. You gotta text me when you read that. That one, that one will change you. Probably, yeah. See, when I was uh, researching for my first turtle story that I wrote, I accidentally had some of the stuff from Volume 4 spoiled for me. Which is, I mean, I had already heard about stuff that happens in that volume. 
And I don't care about spoilers because honestly, spoilers have never bothered me. It's like I've gone into movies uh, completely like Civil War. I had or uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I had that whole movie spoiled for me, accidentally because I accidentally watched. I thought I was watching a preview, and I ended up watching a review of the movie, and it had like full spoilers. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> but it it did not take anything away from the enjoyment of that movie. Yeah. And so, like, spoilers have just never bothered me because. This might sound pretentious, but because it's fiction, you yeah, know, it's, yeah, sure, it's not something happening to me. You know, it's just like if if you told me like, oh my god, they're out of Vienna beef sausages, <laughs> you got to go right now. You know, it's just oh my god, spoilers. Why did you tell me that? Okay, gotta go. <laughs> but like, yeah, I I knew a few things about the fourth volume when I was uh, researching for the the punishment storyline mm-hmm. I'm writing now, and. I, when I wrote A Day in the Life, I honestly thought I was kind of, yeah, man, I was the only one that ever killed, spoilers, ever killed Splinter in uh, a turtle story. And then turns out Peter Laird, of course it was Peter Laird. He was the one that did it. You know? um, <laughs> and and I don't mean that in a negative way, but because like, like, Peter Laird, he's just taking the turtles to, he has the, the wherewithal, he has the strength of character to be like, no, man, we're going to... We're gonna go against the grain. We're gonna go. We're gonna throw all the trends out the window and just honestly see what happens next. And I, you gotta commend him a lot. And especially, I gotta give him a lot of respect for the first issue of Volume Four because I read the first two. What'd you think? Oh God, I loved it. My favorite line was, of course, it's a Michelangelo line. Was they beat up this gang? It starts out just like the original issue when they're fighting the purple dragons, yep. but. It's the militia, right, or something like that. Yeah, the Manhattan Maulers. That, yeah, that's it. Like that's an amazing name. <laughs> uh, and, um, the, it's it's a homage to that first issue, and they beat up this whole gang, and they have this huge chase sequence in the middle of New York. And Michelangelo says, "Wasn't that a lot easier 15 years ago?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, I, I love that. <laughs> that's really cool. It's like, yeah, these guys are older now; they're at least 30. This is. This is really cool, and it's just that's what I want to see from the turtles. You know, I want to see. I know they're the teenage mutant ninja turtles, but I would just love to see a series just called Ninja Turtles when they are older, and they are a step. Like I love Leonardo's and Raphael's relationship. They finally stop. They're finally done arguing with each other. They jab each other because they're brothers all the time. But when it's kind of like just what I'm see, what I've seen so far, when Leonardo says we got to do something, Raphael doesn't even flinch. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, let's go. I I really like just you know finally, at least for now, <laughs> they've gotten over it. Just let's move on and you know uh, lead our lives. I yeah, really like that. Yeah, yeah, and that remains a constant in the in the series. And I found that I related to Michelangelo and Leonardo quite a bit in that series. And uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, that Splinter issue, it's mm-hmm. not quite. Well, it's not quite like what you think. It it what blew my mind about that issue is, and and really, Peter Laird's writing style as a whole, um, it's. It's more character based. It's more. It's not so yeah. much. Sure, the plot plays a part in it, but it, it's more about you know what's going on internally with these characters and stuff. And that, yeah. um, that fourth volume is kind of criticized for being a little bit slow paced. I don't think so at all. I think 
you just kind of have to look through it with the eyes of a 30-year-old or a 33-year-old. Yeah. You know, you have to – I think if you look at it through maybe being their age, you totally get it. And um, I thought that issue, issue 11, was so well done because nothing major ha- – well, it's major what happens, but – I don't want to give it away, but ba- it doesn't go off the rails or anything. No, no, absolutely not. It's actually yeah. just a nat- a simple character story, it, right? It, exactly, and it's it's pretty yeah. natural what what happens. And um, I remember reading it. I've not read it probably in ten years, but I remember reading oh. it, being really touched by it. Yeah. So I think I think you'll really like it. Uh, it's shaping up to it. I mean, you know, that's that's what I love is character studies. Yeah. Like, yeah, boom, explosions, karate chop action. Yeah, I mean, I love all that too. But what I what really get, grabs my attention is just like, here's Leonardo. We're going to take three issues of this storyline and just break him down. Yeah. And not, not, not in a negative way, but just we're going to show you what makes this guy keep moving forward. And then three issues later, here's Donatello. You want to know why this dude's always thinking? We're going to break him down for you and just... That you know, I just I love that stuff. Yeah. If I can have like one complaint at all about so far about what I've read, I've only read two issues, but like it seems kind of like I get that the turtles are older, but I don't get that Casey and April are older. I, I it's kind of weird. Like they seem like they're the same age they were in the first volume. You know? Yeah. Where good it, point. Good point. They would be in their forties and or at least late thirties. And I mean, I really like Shadow as a character because she's like sixteen. I really like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, Shadow's yeah. Shadow's awesome. That well, there. I I don't think it's I don't think you're there yet. But uh, mm-hmm. later on, something else happens. It kind of gives away their age a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah but I don't, like, don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Casey Jones is still. I mean, granted, Casey Jones is kind of just. He's not a moron, but he's kind of like a simple kind of guy. Oh yeah. Where it's like just. It doesn't take much to impress him or make him feel comfortable. We're like, yeah, that guy would be like that when he is in his forties. But like, definitely April just doesn't. Or you know, I like right now in the first couple of issues, they're talking about how for years Casey and April have been trying to have a kid, and they haven't been able to, and nobody can figure out why. So and just you can kind of and Jim Lawson's art really. I thought he really did a good job on this. Yeah, I love his art, man. I love the detail. And you can see on her facial expressions that just she's 40-something years old just because she is just so stressed that it's just weighing on her, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of the artwork, too, I remember asking Jim about that, you know, and we were talking about kind of how his, his style has changed. Like I sent him an email. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I was talking about a lot of his work in – um volume four mm-hmm. uh and you know and i was comparing his work there to you know later stuff like dragonfly and he said that he did a lot more shading uh along with peter laird for volume four so that's yeah. why it's got like that darker kind of grittier feel it's it's all yeah. the shading that did that you know it wasn't necessarily the penciling so much as it was the shading and i was like wow that's pretty interesting but the backgrounds you know are still as complex as always but I don't know. I just thought that was pretty neat. That that's what made it so different looking. It was the shading, not the drawing itself. It kind of seems like he. Now that you mention that, it kind of seems like he applied his art style with Peter Laird's 
mentality in terms of drawing because Peter Laird seems to be very uh, he loves the the inking and shading and everything and a lot like Peter Laird also I think he also inked the uh, the series as well. I think so yeah, yeah, and you can really tell. I mean, I think probably my favorite part of everything in that series so far is just the hand painted covers. Uh, yeah. Just the not that the covers are hand painted, but like the the actual painted uh, the paintings that they use for the covers. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it had the same guy painting all of them, from what I understand. Yeah, it looks great too. Yeah, and if I could just say one more thing, I I don't think I'm gonna like is that now that I bought these, IDW is just gonna put out collections of these. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> you know because I one of the things when ID when Viacom bought it was that you know the uh, IDW was gonna write the comic book or create the com- the new comic books out there they told peter laird that he can do 18 new comics 18 comics every year in his tmnt series they're like go ahead and continue your series i love that i love that yeah. too that gives you kind of the freedom yeah i noticed yeah. that yeah i i don't know i'm not sure why you know and i maybe maybe he just wants to try other things but oh, man, I love the possibility of there being like two kind of continuities. You know, you got your IDW, but you've got you still got a hand in the original Mirage stuff. Yeah, and is Mirage still publishing books? I think they are. I think the studio is still active because I know that uh, Jim Lawson still writes at that studio. I believe. Yeah, because I I never see whenever I go to comic books stores or bookstores or anything. I never see anything with a Mirage logo on them. Yeah, you know, I know. I do. And, and that really is a shame because they have made their mark, you know. It's it's really impressive for people publishing a comic book outside of their house, you know. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's really, I mean, like, you wouldn't get there. You wouldn't get that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I love comics, and uh, it's my dream one day to publish a comic myself that's like one of my life goals but golly it's a tough tough industry to get into and yeah. at least at least to be you know read you know let alone yeah. make money off of and uh that's just it's it's tough man because like i think of three main companies right now marvel dc and idw and and uh, dark horse and i guess image in there too so there's five so there, yeah. there's five you know okay so but uh, off the top of my head i can't think of any other major ones you know so that's it. If you don't get in those big five, it's going to be hard to be read, at least you know internationally. So it's tough. The only thing that you can do is just keep doing what you do. Yeah. Because like I I learned a while ago that if you're trying to make something for money, it's you're not going to be happy. In my opinion, I might be wrong. I mean, you could you could pull up a, a Peter uh, Laird and Kevin Eastman and just like your first real try out the gate is a home run. Yeah. You know, you really could. Or you could be, you know, in the game for 50 years and the last series you publish is the one that makes you a star, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, or there's a million ways you could go. I just like, I I am very happy. I'm, I've, it's been my dream to publish a novel. I don't oh, think wow. it's ever going to happen. You don't think so? No, I don't, and I feel okay with that because I think a lot of people, when they say, I want to publish a comic, I want to make a movie, I want to be an athlete, I think a lot, and I may be wrong, but I think a lot of those people, what they're actually saying is, I want to be remembered. 
Yeah. And, like, one thing that just I learned being a husband and being a father, I'm going to be remembered. Yeah. So, but that really gave me a sense of wholeness, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Oneness, I don't know how to describe it. To where um, I didn't care if I ever published a book or a short story or whatever, which is what led me to writing now because I just kind of just started writing for myself, you know. And and yeah, I do get – I have a bit of an arrogant personality when – like when I first published my first chapter of my Ninja Turtle story, um, I published it and like I instantly waited for people to comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> And that's super embarrassing to admit, but it's something I did. And, you know, every now and then I'll still be like, man, nobody, did nobody like it? <laughs> you oh, know? no, no, no. I, I, I know, I think deep down a lot of people, you know, all right, this is a horrible example, but I put my, my photo of my son up there. I'm like, yeah, look how cute, look how cute this little guy is. You know, t- to be honest, I, I, I don't know. I guess part of me is like, I'm, I'm proud of him and I want other people to enjoy seeing these funny pictures of him eating sweet potatoes, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. I don't know why. I don't think it's a narcissistic thing. I think it's just, it's something you're proud of and you want to see other people enjoy it as well. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's there's so many things that you're going to do in your life that you're obviously going to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, your kid graduating high school. Oh, you, yeah. you, you got a new promotion. You bought a new car. You know, that's the, I, I got it. I got my first new car two months ago. And that, that was a bit of pride for me because I'd never owned a new car before. Oh, and wow. neither had my wife. And we bought a, a brand new Jeep. And that I, I had a certain amount of pride in that. But there's going to be so many more things that happen in your life that are only going to make you proud. Yeah. And in my opinion, and it's an and it's a, an opinion that I constantly relearn. But in my opinion, those are the greatest things that you can do. Well said. And just yeah, don't wait. Yeah, I only get a couple every now and then. But you know, <laughs> I only get a couple of well thought out things that come out of me. Um, <laughs> But or come out of my head, I should say. I should said it like that. That'd be better. Uh, <laughs> don't sweat the small stuff, you know, because you're gonna miss the important things. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, this has uh, been an interesting podcast. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Well, have we talked about turtles much? <laughs> we have not talked about turtles at all, man. Oh, but, but I'll tell you, it's been great. I'll, I'll tell you, this is these are my favorite kind of shows. You know, where it's just. I hope you didn't want to hear Ninja Turtles on a Ninja Turtle podcast. Yeah, we apologize know? for that. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. Well, speaking oh, of yeah. turtles, <laughs> um, I you know I read a funny article. Well, it wasn't funny. Um, I read an interesting article. Kind of, we were talking about it on the last episode that uh, we were all on about a possible Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three film. Can it really happen? And I, I want to change my answer. I, I was kind of doubtful at the time, um, even though I wanted kind one. Of- I, yeah. Okay. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was you I think, said it wasn't happening. Yeah. Right. I. I think I was the only one who said that too. Like, but now, reading this article, there's a couple factors I didn't think about. One, they said that uh, they had made all their money back as far as production for this film, but they they said they might even make a little bit of a profit because the film hasn't actually been released in China yet. Which is yeah. interesting that it's been this far of a delay, I guess, in, in uh, releasing it over there 
but they said the previous film made $40 million alone just in China. And, and they also mentioned what you had mentioned in the last episode, Josh, that all these actors have contracts for three films, so they're already paid their money. Uh, yeah, they're so, going to be paid either way, yeah, so you might as well get something out of it. Right, and then the last thing that they haven't factored in yet to, I guess, convince Paramount that they should take on a third film is the toy sales from the film, and they mm -hmm. have... I'm sure they've made a lot of money on toy sales because I know I bought a lot, and I know you know every time I go to the toy stores around here, turtle stuff, it's hot. It's still hot, and I'm not just yeah. Nickelodeon figures. I'm talking the, the 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 movie figures, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like you want to know why there's collectible figures and statues and stuff that are being released nowadays for. Um, hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars sets of four figures for two hundred dollars. It's got nothing to do with the materials they're making it out of. It's got nothing to do with who came up with the original design. It's got everything to do with the popularity of these characters. That I mean, to me, like just the there is no question of a third movie. It's just like my only question of a third movie is what is the caliber of movie is it going to be? It's like. Is it gonna? Are they gonna kind of dial everything back to where like, okay, we're just gonna take on Shredder this time? Or, but now, I mean, the second movie ended in a way where like you can't just have Shredder; you have to have Shredder and Krang. Right, and Baxter too. I mean, I don't think he's done. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, not if uh, Tyler Perry is talking about, well, you know, he's gonna mutate in the third movie. Right. <laughs> you know? But I, I still hold my opinion that they're gonna make a third movie, and I think they should just make a huge Ninja Turtles film. Uh, for like this is like the the end of the trilogy here. Just make just adapt Turtles Forever. You've got three sets of Ninja Turtles dimension hopping through all of these different universes, and I seriously think they should make an Avengers level Ninja Turtles film. I think it would be great, or make like Ninja Turtles versus the Mutanimals, oh. and just I mean because there's no guarantee that. Baxter stopped experimenting on people with Bebop and Rocksteady. Just be like, you know, or maybe Rocksteady and Bebop got a hold of, this is actually asking them to be a little bit smarter than they were in the other movie, <laughs> but have them start their own mutant gang, and now the Turtles have to take on these other mutants. They could be the Leg Clan. Yeah, exactly. They could have the whole Leg Clan going, yeah. <laughs> but then you can introduce characters from the IDW. The IDW series has just blown up with characters just like put in put in old hop put in ray filet put in pigeon pete put in the mutagen man put in mondo gecko ace duck maybe even do it work out a deal where you can get usagi ojimbo in there <laughs> that'd be amazing and just just go hog wild with it you know that's uh, what I, man as, as much as i'd love to see that you know that's not going to happen <laughs> no, no, I do. Yeah. Oh God, I'd love to see that, but like the way the storylines are going, I I don't think you know we'll come anywhere close to that in the third film. And I'm not, I don't say that like pessimistically. Oh no, 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 no. It, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like God, I'd love to see that. I'd, I'd love yeah. to see that. But they'd have to cram a lot of stuff in that third film. But you know what? I mean, that's what you kind of want to do. I mean, like in terms of like getting a movie made, I think just like selling your idea, yeah. just like make your idea way up here. So when they say no, okay, okay, well, what can we do? Let's bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Okay, we're, we're happy here in the middle area where it's just Bebop and Rocksteady, Old Hob, and a couple others, but like not like the dimension hopping thing or whatever. But yeah, I think that they should just go all in on a, a Turtles 
threequel, you know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, you know, just I and I think they will. I I really do. I really think they will. I thought the I thought the second film was a step in the in the right direction. I thought the first one was pretty good, um, yeah. and I'm hoping that the the third one is going to be like, yeah, now that's what I'm talking about, you know. Yes. So hopefully it makes that progressive progress. Oh, that's redundant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully it just it gets better and better each time. So I'll be tickled to death just to see a uh, a third Turtles film. So. Or you know what? I mean, another positive thing that could spin out of this is maybe this is the last Turtles film of this style. Maybe they'll say, well, maybe there is something that we could do with an R-rated, black and white wow. Ninja <laughs> Turtles film. I mean, I know Kevin Eastman, the man himself, he said it's not going to happen. But, you know, maybe this was the kick in the butt that they'll need to get that darker, mirage-inspired type film, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And I'll tell you what, that'd be a totally different take on things, and there'd be a lot of people, there'd be a lot of people like, what? This isn't this isn't Ninja Turtles. This isn't the '80s cartoon. And like, oh wait, yeah. it was a comic. You know, there's uh, there's still a lot of people out there that don't even know that. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like that would open up a whole new world for them you know, that that aren't used to seeing the turtles in that kind of medium. So I'd love to see something like that. Yeah, and but. Just like very quickly, what you got to do is you have to establish that. Yeah, just very quickly establish that. Yeah, this is again another reboot with the same characters, but they're in our world now. None, none of the crazy mutagen, none of the crazy, you know, everything. And then, ironically, then you are looking forward to Alien Invaders, where like in the last couple of movies, people were like, the turtles aren't aliens, no. But whatever. If if you could see a black and white Ninja Turtles movie where they start a bar fight on with Fugitoid and the Triceratons, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Issue five. Oh god. Oh with look, man. Now now that I say that, that's what I want to see. Just Raphael breaking a bar <laughs> stool over a Triceraton. Yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. You know, you've seen the original Star Wars, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the Cantina scene. Uh huh. I wonder if that whole issue was like homage and homage to that scene, you know? Because like, you look at uh, that. Yeah, you look at all the different creatures and stuff that you never really see again in in uh, most of the Mirage comics. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were just all different. You, you think like, okay, these creatures are from all different types of planets, different galaxies, whatever. Yeah. And they're all in a cantina. Everyone's getting drunk, you know. And it's like, ooh, I think they they paid homage to this uh, Star Wars there. Yeah, and and you know, I, my favorite, God, my favorite part. I think that's issue five in the Mirage series. Like, I think my favorite thing there is like Leonardo gets a beer or an alien beer or whatever it is, and he takes like one sip of it and just falls over on the floor because it's like <laughs> this is not Earth alcohol. <laughs> Strong stuff. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Things that you couldn't see. In a PG or PG thirteen or yeah PG thirteen turtles film, I mean like, no, it doesn't have to be R rated. No, it doesn't have to have blood and gore and cursing and beer drinking or anything. But just that more mature. This film is definitely not necessarily for kids. Yeah, but we know you're going to take your kid to see it anyway. But I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I think definitely there's going to be a third film. Or there's there's either going to be a third film or there's going to be a reboot. You yeah, know, because soon. at the end of the day, Viacom spent an undisclosed amount on the Ninja Turtles rights, 
So if they're not willing to reveal how much they spent, you know they like Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird never have to work again. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> oh yeah. So they're they're gonna want to make a new movie. I mean, if they've made how many TV series since the sale of the Turtles rights, you know, and how many TV films and how many new toys series they've made, of course they're gonna make another movie. There's there's no question about it in my mind. It's just a matter of when. I agree. I take back what I said. You can change your answer. I will let you change <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but I didn't know these things, you know? Why did you say so? I tried. You kept telling me I was wrong. Nah, that's true. I told you to take off. Yeah. You told me to take off. I was like, all right, I will. Go and away. then he left. Yeah. And then I left. Then yeah. I was out. He was out. <laughs> so, uh, so have you got any pickups over the last couple weeks? Uh, just those, uh, the volume four comics. Yeah, just, I, I, I kind of, I'm. I got to cool off on my turtle stuff because I, I got to – I really do want to though just because it's kind of like, oh, man, I have kids. Maybe I should buy them something every now and then, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I hear you, man. I, I'm the same way. Like it's, it's so funny. I was like, oh, man, I got I to gotta calm down because the turtles have slowly – I have a game room. And uh, when I my first moved into this apartment, it was all arcade games and stuff. And I had some turtle stuff. And of course, I had my comics and stuff. But now it has slowly become a turtle lair. You know, yeah. I think turtles have uh, have dominated the room, and this past week has been like the worst for it. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> and you are you are to blame, man. I, I first of all, I want to brag on Josh here because he was kind ah. enough to he and his uh, lovely wife Nicole were kind enough to send me a gift, just a whole bunch of Ninja Turtles goodies. I got uh, Jim Lee uh, Donatello action figure that looks amazing from the late yeah. '90s. Love it, man. And uh, I got a couple of uh, little teething uh, chewy tablets for for Grayson, and he loves a Donatello one. <laughs> hey, I'm not I've not broken out the Leonardo one yet, but he loves that Donatello one. He it doesn't not... look like you're gonna it doesn't look like you're gonna need to. I think I think he's got that one, and he's good. <laughs> I think he's I'm, good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. We were gonna send you all four of them because we have Michelangelo and Raphael and our Grayson got a hold of those two, and they're gone. <laughs> They are gone. See, I, I, I love that. Uh, they, they, they all went to the Graysons. That's awesome. They all went to the Graysons, yeah. It's kind of like they could get – they could. Uh, these two twins were separated, and they could get half a medallion each. <laughs> and then years later, they find each other. You know? yeah. Dude, is that your rattle? I got one too. <laughs> oh, my God. The double dragon. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, what, what else? Uh, your Michelangelo Christmas special and uh, – I didn't know this at the time when I when I opened the box. That was your personal comic, man, and apparently a very special one to you. Yeah, yeah, my that was the first comic I ever got from the Turtles. My dad bought that for me when I was real little, and it was it was really confusing for me to read when I was I was probably I don't know seven, eight years old, maybe maybe eight years old. And all I knew was the cartoon. I mean, this I bought that before the movie came out, if I remember correctly, uh, before the first movie came out. And I was really confused. I was like, okay, Michelangelo's right, but all the other turtles are just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, was, it was really different. And then as and when I got older, I learned, of course. But, yeah, it was that was a really special issue to me. I wanted you to have it. So, Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah no problem. I wish I could say any time, but no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, man. Well, thank you so much, man. And, uh, uh, man, first of all, I love that issue anyway. And then when I found out 
you know that 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 was your copy and it was very very sentimental copy dude that means a lot man it, you guys wow. uh just embarrass josh here josh is uh listeners josh is just class act all the way uh, he he and his wow. wife have been so good to me since you know ever since i met you guys i remember you guys plugging turtle flakes on bargain bin radio you know we hadn't even really talked much then you know yeah, and, uh, i was doing that before uh, you and i had even talked to each other i was like you know, I was. This is this really cool show. They, I, they may want some more listeners. So, to our audience of four people, please go subscribe <laughs> to their no, no. podcast. You know, yeah. But you know that that always that always meant a lot. And then we we ended up talking a little bit more. And um, you know, I tried to plug your show as well because I was always a big fan of your show. And then we just ended up, you know, one thing we had in common is we love turtles, and you know that kind of blossomed in a heck of a friendship. And now I consider you guys, even though you're. All the way in Minnesota, I consider you guys very, very close friends. Um, Thank you, know, you. Family, Likewise, family man. even. And uh, uh, just, uh, you know, really means a lot, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I don't I don't take those words lightly. You know, I don't even care if this is the Josh and Rob bromance album. It, it really is. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're both just like, thank God we're both sober. Because you'd be like, man, I love you. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you so much. <laughs> Get this Kool-Aid over here. It's like, dude, you can <laughs> have the last slice of pizza. I don't even care. <laughs> but uh but yes yeah, so cool that that i got that gift and then um i went up to michigan to see uh josh witt this past week he was kind enough to get me he gave me a ninja turtles gift it was the uh mutants in manhattan game yeah how you liking it oh so I've, I've only played it real briefly i only played probably um uh i think i beat bebop in yeah. the uh first level and that was it uh, and I, I uh, we got busy, you know, doing other things. But uh, I don't know if it's just me. You've played more of it than I have. Is it kind of open world a little bit? Uh, as far as like I, parkouring and stuff, it looks. Yeah, it definitely looks more open world than it actually is. Yeah, you're very much. You're very much. Um, you think about every stage as a dome, and you're that's where you are. You're in this. Basically, you're in a dome. Where it depends on whether it's verticality or moving laterally, you know. Right, right. So it, it's like the next stage. The is uh, the rock. You're going after Rocksteady, and he has shut down a bunch of the subway systems, and so that you're moving through subway tunnels and subway stations and everything, and it's it's really cool. There's one part of the subway station level that I, I almost put the controller down. I was like, nope, <laughs> not doing it because like um, he's actually controlling the subway uh, trains. So you'd get a good combo going and you're rocking some foot soldiers and then a subway car would just come and careen into you. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh man. But luckily they don't do that kind of stuff during the boss fight because I was like, that's all they would have to do is like, now you got to dodge subway trains during a boss fight. <laughs> during a boss fight, yeah. Yeah. And I'm really interested to keep playing that game because it's got a New Game Plus mode. Oh. Like, when you go in New Game Plus, the first boss is Bebop, but this time you fight Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh. That's, like, all I know of the New Game Plus part of it because they kept it kind of under wraps, so I'm very interested to play through it, so... But one thing I think is really cool is like just after you beat the first stage, all the other stages are unlocked. So then you can just like go straight to the Krang stage if you want, or straight to the Slash. Like right now, I'm on the uh, stage where you have to go after Slash. Oh, I didn't even know he was in the game. Yeah, Slash is in the game. Armagon is in the game. 
Wingnut is in the game. Oh my you know, gosh. There's, there's a lot of really cool Easter eggs and characters that are from, from all sorts of Ninja Turtles lore. Gosh, well, you mentioned uh, Armagon. Gosh, that kind of reminds me when, when we were up in uh, Michigan, Josh. Josh is a huge classic gamer, and he's got, like, all these different, um, you know, systems hooked up. And he's got this flash card uh, for his uh, Super Nintendo that plays. It's like an SD card in a, a, a cartridge in the Super Nintendo that plays all sorts of different ROMs for the uh, SNES. And he, we played a little bit of uh, Tournament Fighters. And I forgot Armagon was in that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really like Tournament Fighters. When yeah, I was it was kid. good. I, I, I wish I'm probably going to buy that one day. And if I do, I'm going to get it on Super Nintendo because I didn't like the Sega version. See, the Sega version was the first one I ever played, yeah. Yeah, same here, yeah. And just you played against the evil clone turtles, and they're saying, like, Cowabanga. Yeah, Cal- who says Cowabanga? Cowabanga. <laughs> they got it wrong. Oh, evil, evil Donatello is obviously dumb. He can't say Cowabunga. <laughs> but, like, I really liked how every, what depending on what console you bought it, because it was multi-platform. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was on NES, Super Nintendo, and Sega. That would depend, uh, your character lineup was dependent on what system you had. Like the final boss in the Sega Genesis version, I think, was Shredder, but in Super Nintendo it was Rat King. What, really? And, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I, I must have never got to him. <laughs> yeah, and like in uh, in the Sega version, April O'Neil was a character, but in the Super Nintendo version, it was this character called Asuka. Oh Asuka. yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, who is that? I couldn't remember who that was. And then in the NES version, there was another Turtles character from the Archie comics called Hothead, who was a who was a dragon, and he's actually on the cover art of him fighting Leonardo. And yeah, which I, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, which I always thought was weird because in the Archie comic, he's like the size of a building. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I actually have the hothead figure, and he looks exactly like he did in the Archie comic. Ah, oh, cool. Well, see, the the NES one uh, of Tournament Fighters, that's one I've always wanted because, one, it's it's kind of rare because it was a... It's super rare. Yeah, yeah. it's a late a late NES release, and... Uh, yeah, yeah it, which, and rare means expensive, and I'm yeah. just... I'm, I've got all the... I've kind of scared myself from buying expensive stuff anymore. It's just kind of... You know what it was? Was I've got those four uh, turtle statues from the Good Smile Company? Mm-hmm. Uh, that metal uh, lithograph I, ga- I got you. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah, yeah. That I got that because I pre-ordered the statues. Oh no and, way! Really? Yeah, that's how I got my hands on that. That was only for the people that pre-ordered those thing those statues. Wow! And so that's a rare collectible you got now. Oh sweet, sweet! That, that um, is awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I got those four statues, and they were like $130 per statue. And save, and I knew they were coming out like eight months in advance, so yeah. uh, I saved up for six months to get them. But at the end of the day, that was still like 500 bucks on those, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I just, I just, I after I got them and I'm looking at them, I was like, I just can't justify that I spent five hundred bucks on Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love, that's, uh, that's, I, as love, much as you love the turtles, it's tough. Love, love the Ninja Turtles, but that's a car payment. You uh, know? Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's just man. Hope you all like you know just baked chicken for the next ramen two noodles. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, I, I know, I know what you mean. Like, I wonder. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know how much I probably spend a year on just turtle stuff. You know, uh, it just seems like minor stuff. It's like, oh, you know, I I worked hard this month. I'll buy me a couple figures. You know, that's yeah. my little treat to myself. But then I'm thinking, oh boy, that stuff adds up after a while. Yeah, you, well, you know, like I was thinking, like what I kind of want to do is I want to, uh, I want to get all of the original Ninja Turtle figures. None of the variants, though. I want to get just every figure. And I'm thinking, I could buy one figure every paycheck. Because I looked up the actual value of the Turtles. And, like, outside of that first run of ten figures, the other figures are really not, like, even in mint condition. If they're in box, the most expensive one you're going to buy is about... 45 to 50 bucks yeah they're not they're not terribly expensive they're not expensive it just but like weeding through all of the online sellers and like i like when i first started collecting them i wanted them all in box all the accessories and it's kind of like you know now i realize how expensive that is and it's like, well, if I can just get a figure that's in good shape, I don't even care about accessories because yeah. all I'm going to do is put them on a shelf one day, not right. even now. <laughs> you know, and it was like, I saw I saw Muckman on Amazon for eighty five dollars. Wow, boxed. Yeah, boxed. Jeez. But I was just thinking, no, I'm yeah. not doing that. And I find, and I and I just I put it on the wish list on Amazon and I waited. And I waited for like four months, and I found a boxed Muckman figure for forty bucks. I was like, "Okay, purchase," yeah. because <laughs> that's worth it. Because yeah. the Muckman figure is probably worth thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks. And so I was like, 40 okay, they're they're getting a profit of five or ten bucks for me plus shipping. I don't care. That's fine. And so it's just, uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get like all of those figures one day because like two of the rarest figures are scratch and hot dog which is scratch the cat who is a prison cat and he was like one of the last playmates figures from that original run and they basically halfway through manufacturing the character or the toy they got like a cease and desist and it's just like okay whatever we got just sell those we're done and so it was like half of what they were going to usually make. And so that's a super rare figure that is worth like $1,000. It's like, I... I oh, man. <laughs> You're right. I know. I know. And like the hot dog figures, he's the uh, the Dalmatian. He's a, who's a firefighter. Oh, yeah. 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 He's he's worth around 500 because it was a very similar situation. Wow. And, and then there's just figures like I don't want. Like there's that <laughs> mutant camel. Or the mutant elephant who who's a witch doctor. I was like, that witch doctor, <laughs> that witch doctor elephant figure. I kind of think that's a little racist. I don't know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I wouldn't have cared, but now right. I'm 33 with my own kids, and I kind of think about things differently. You know, it cracks me up like some of the the figures and what gosh what they look like but you know speaking of muck man um josh and i we went to a flea market kind of on a whim too we were playing some video games and stuff you know we just decided hey just out of randomly i was like hey you want to go out somewhere he's like yeah sure you want to go uh, to this flea market i always go to i was like sure so uh, i saw those pictures on facebook man i was so jealous oh man well i'll tell you the thing is like 
when I go flea marketing, I might find in you know in the wild digging through crates, I might find maybe five or six turtle figures, and that's a good day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's so funny the way it worked out. Wasn't even looking for any Ninja Turtle stuff. We were just we found this game store. I bought a couple of Atari games, and uh, Josh's wife Stacy's like, "Oh man, they got this funny looking uh, knockoff turtle van over here on you know the other side." Uh, so. We were like, oh, let's go check it out. And it turns out what it was, it was actually the um, 2007 film Turtle Van. You remember when Michelangelo oh, went? Oh, man, the Cowabunga Carl one. That's it. She wanted a little bit a little bit more than I could pay for that. But she's like, oh, yeah, I got a couple other Turtle figures here. I was like, oh, sweet. Let me see what you got. And she had like three or four that I didn't have. So I, I picked those up. Really nice lady. She's like, oh, I'll tell you what. If you're a big Ninja Turtle fan, the guy right next to me has a whole crate full of them. I said, are you serious? So, uh, so I went right next door, and sure enough, a whole crate full of toys I'd never had, or, or toys I'd lost along the years. Like, um, yeah. and he was real easy going. Um, gave me a great deal on the lot. Uh, I got um, one of the punk frogs. It's not Napoleon Bonafrog. It's a different one. I can't. Oh, remember his Gang- name. Genghis Frog. Genghis Frog. I got him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got um, the. I'm looking at him the right now. Grossest looking. Oh, it looks terrible. <laughs> ever. <laughs> like they did not skip on any detail on that thing. I, I do like the sandals though, or the flip flops. Oh god, <laughs> I, I love the punk frogs. Oh, they're great. They're great. I really do. I wish they had made the other two. They only made uh, Genghis Frog and Napoleon Bonafrog. Yeah, Genghis Frog. You know, I've not seen a lot of Genghis Frog, but I had a Napoleon Bonafrog for years. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I still have him, but I remember getting him early on. Um, but here's one I didn't have, or I had when I was a kid, and I remember even the packaging of it, but I'd lost along the years. It was the Astronaut Raphael. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that was part of the Undercover series that they were doing. It was, yeah. I always loved the little detail. He had the alien trapped on his back. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love just that. Like itching a ride. And just yeah. Like, Woo. yeah. You know, I remember my particular figure. I don't know why, but I must have tore off the sticker in the front or something like that. So I, I had... You know, real early on because I'm just now seeing the sticker for the first time, and it's it's kind of cool to see it. You know, just just what it actually yeah. looked like. Um, and I got a, a like he had a gas gauge on there, and I always thought that was weird. I don't. Let me look at it real quick. It's on my windowsill right now. One sec. It's just kind of like a bunch of those. Yeah, there's a gas gauge on there. There's uh, a, <laughs> you know that gauge like in your car. If your if if your car overheats, it'll start going up. Yeah, he's, he's got a temperature gauge. on He's got it. a temperature yeah. gauge on him, and then he's got a couple of squigglies and something looks like a dna strand <laughs> so there you go you got the double helix he's got, on his, there too. He's got his health bar right there so <laughs> exactly yeah he's, got, um, he's actually it's the precursor to the dead space rig oh um, nice oh uh, the good game by the way i would love like just like dead space variants for ninja turtles just like yeah. they've got their own rigs i think that would be great oh, it'd be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and then i got a um, uh, motorcycle I guess he's a motorcycle or just a police officer, Leo. Never had him as a kid. Um, oh, yeah. I got a uh, – looks like Swimming Raph. He's like an Olympian. He's got like Olympian Speedo on. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never seen I him before. I love the Olympic variants. Those are so cool. <laughs> I had the cross-country uh, cross skier, Michelangelo. Oh, I see. I'm not seeing him. Yeah, he was really cool. And then I got um, – let's see, uh, rapping Michelangelo. And uh, okay. really, really cool one. Actually, my favorite one of the lot is um, I'd never seen this one before. He kind of looks like um, Surf and Mikey. He's got really <laughs> bright colors, like neon colors. But this is um, it's Raph, Raphael, I think. 
uh, he's got like a pink vest on, and he's got like looks like a water container on his back. It's a rubber water container that I guess literally you could fill up with water. Yeah. Uh, but I've never seen him before. Is that one of the sewer spitters? The sewer spitting turtles? Um. Ooh, I don't know. Let me Does he have one. like a little hole in his teeth? Let me check real quick. Let me see. That's exactly what it is. Yep. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Man, I'm good. I don't even have a picture. I just remembered that. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I love it, man. He, um, I just love the attention to details of some of these old figures. Like, he's yeah. got a – he's got. oh, my gosh, he's got a Walkman, a waterproof Walkman tied to his <laughs> – I was like, oh, this is great. It's even got the two buttons at the top. Yeah, this, this is probably my favorite figure that I got out a lot. And then I got um, a ground chuck, which I had as a kid and lost. I got oh, a Muckman. Yeah. Uh, then I got Muckman, and I think – that was it out of that lot, and I think he sold all the figures for like fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do that." And um, there were a couple others that I wanted to get, but I was kind of running low then because uh, I'd spent a couple bucks on some video games. So, so yeah. it was a good, overall, it was a great birthday, and it was so cool to just hang out with Josh. He, man, Josh is all right, man. I got to tell you what, because I was I was so nervous about meeting Josh Witt just because I was convinced that he just <laughs> was not going to like me. What? Yeah, just because, again... How can anyone uh, not like you? It's like that Jerry Seinfeld episode. How can anyone I, not like you? <laughs> I, oh, man. I'll tell you what. I get a couple of beers in me, and I can tell you a very interesting story. So it's just... <laughs> um, that was... that's You want to talk about getting older. Best decision I ever made was I just... I don't drink anymore. So Oh, really? Not at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. I quit that six, seven years ago. Five, six years ago. Oh, yeah. man. Good for you, man. And it was just... Uh, just... I acted stupid one too many times, and <laughs> I just I I couldn't have it, you know. Ah, I understand. Couldn't do it, but like I um, with Josh, man, he just seems so just my opposite number. Really, in what way? Yeah, just because the dude is just so <laughs> calm, collected. Obviously, like Josh strikes me as a guy who's just like too smart. <laughs> <laughs> he just. He can't turn his brain off, you know. He he is really really smart. Like I, yeah. I with, with video games and stuff, it's like this guy knows everything. You know, I, I could I could ask him, any, and he's I'll tell you what, he's one of the most generous. He's a lot like you in, in that way, just one of the most generous guys you know you'd ever meet. So like, I, I, that's why I knew you guys would hit it off right away, and y'all did. I saw I saw a picture on Facebook of Josh putting together his own arcade cabinet. It was just like <laughs> just. How are you doing that, man? I just <laughs> I know it blows my mind. It blows I have my mind. An, I have a hard enough time just driving to Target to buy a video game. You're building <laughs> an arcade cabinet. I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, like he had, he educated me a lot of stuff that he was doing, and it was so cool. Like you go down, uh, he just moved into his new house, and um, you go down to his basement, and he's like, "Yeah, I got to unpack all these crates," and every single one of the crates, I mean, he must have. 30, 40 crates in there. It's like a different video game system and just all the games for it and, and just wow. all these controllers for the same system. It's it's incredible like how much stuff he, he finds. And I asked him, where would you find all this stuff? And he's just like, flea markets, you know? I'm so jealous of you guys because like we have no flea markets up here. There's nothing like that up here. And I mean like you got to go to Wisconsin or you got to go to North South Dakota and I'm not doing that. <laughs> and there's just there's just We've been all over Minnesota, up, down, and sideways, and there's just no flea markets like that. And it's kind of like every time we go to 
whatever town we're going to go. Because we got to travel. I mean, even just going grocery shopping, we have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour someplace. It's It gets tough sometimes. But like every time we go to a new town, I find out if there's a comic shop there. And on our way home, I stop at the comic shop and just look around for 10 minutes. Yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that I deal with when I'm going to comic shops to buy stuff is if it was like Barnes and Noble, you're dealing with a sticker price. If you go to a, a mom and pop comic book store, you're dealing with what the guy that owns it wants to sell it for. Right. Which sometimes it's the sticker price, sometimes it's less, but more often than not, it's been my experience that it's a completely unreasonable price because the guy that owns the store is saving up money so he can buy it. So he doesn't right. want anyone else to buy it, you know? Yeah, exactly. When I was younger, when I was single, I didn't care, you know, so I'm going to throw some money at it and just I'll buy it if I want it. But like now there's just like so many things. Like I feel terrible if I spend 15 bucks on a t-shirt. <laughs> And that's the reality of uh, owning a home, being a husband, yeah. being a father, looking out for other people that aren't you, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my advice to anyone who wants to be an adult one, one day. Make sure you are able to look out for other people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's tough, too, because, like, I, I was, um, you know, of course, I was born in Philly, so I was, I was used to things being around for a long, long time. And then I yeah. moved to Robbinsville, North Carolina, and there's nothing. So I completely, I get exactly what you mean. It takes forever yeah. to, you know, get get to like going to Walmart was a big deal because that was like an hour away, you know. Yeah. And and seeing a movie that was a half hour away, and it's just it was it's crazy. And then now that I'm back in Knoxville, I have all these different you know venues there's a comic book shop right up the road from me that i love and i told the guy uh you know i was like dude if you have any ninja turtle stuff i will i will buy it from you i said oh, i listed all the series and stuff and uh he was the coolest guy he's already got my box set up and stuff it's nice to have this convenience like i don't know what to do with it but <laughs> and I, i'll tell you but you know at the same time i'm like well i gotta calm down i got a family you know especially yeah. with my son it's like eh, i'm gonna have to you know cut some things <laughs> yeah i mean like you and i were joking on an earlier show where it's like i i asked my wife if i can buy this stuff but it's it's the truth know, i do <laughs> i do yeah because like i i told my wife uh a long time ago it's like look i collect ninja turtle stuff you know, is, do you think that's dumb? She's like, no, I love that stuff. That's great. Because Nicole actually is obsessed with the Infinity figures. That's her thing. And especially when she found out that Disney, this next month, Disney's done with Infinity. Now, what, what is Infinity? I'm blanking on that. Oh, the Infinity uh, game figure. The uh, Disney Infinity figures. They're these little three-inch PVC figures that you put on a game pad. And the games for your PlayStation Oh, okay. Kind of like the... Um... Oh gosh, we use got them. Kind of like the uh, amiibos, um, the amiibos or the Skylanders or Lego Legends. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, Disney did it, and they they did it for everything from Disney to Star Wars to Marvel, and she collects all those figures. And awesome. Yeah, and she's our whole living room is just Infinity figures all, <laughs> all. and beyond, and and beyond. Uh, yeah, see what I did there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how I could ignore that. So. <laughs> but whenever I want to get something, I I ask my wife. I was like, you know, can you can I get this? Payday's in a week. 
should I wait? You yeah, know, well, the, be honest with me, you know? Right, well, that, that's not one of those things like, oh, you know, am I allowed? It's it's more like, do we need anything else before we get this, you know? Yeah, is there, you know, is there a car payment or, or is there a mortgage payment? Yeah, I'm forgetting. Phone bill, whatever, <laughs> you know? It's like, is is the stuff we have to do done and taken care of, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I, I've had a blast recording, and I hate to tell you this, but, like, I don't think we're going to get to the comic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yep. 11 o'clock my way. Oh, yeah. And I got to work early in the morning. And I'm actually recording in my son's room. Because oh, right, sleep right. Upstairs. So I, I got to get my kids to bed, man. Dude, I completely <laughs> understand. I completely understand. Why don't you just let this be the show? Just be <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just Josh and Rob dispense life advice for an hour and a half, you know? Oh, sure, sure. We could do that. Uh, yeah. Okay, man, that sounds good. So, uh, all right, so l- let's do it this way then. Since we're, you know, talking to talk, what kind of pizza are we going to have to end this episode? Man, you know what, man? I've, uh, <laughs> I'm have i thinking I want to end on something. It's a little late, so yeah. I want to eat some pizza that's a little light. So I want to go with a Veggie Lovers. Pizza Hut makes a great Veggie Lovers. It man. is so funny you bring that up, dude. I just had that today. Oh, yeah? Yep. Awesome. Uh, my wife, she just ordered pizza. It's the first time we had it in a long time. Yeah. And uh, it was the veggie lovers. We got uh, green olives, green peppers, uh, sun-dried tomatoes, and a couple other things. Oh, it was great. Okay. Yeah, okay. I usually get the one with the red onion and peppers and the olives and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, they have the best red onions at Pizza Hut. I don't care. See, I'm not, I'm not an onions guy. Yeah. Uh, I, see, I, I'm not green. I don't really care for green olives on pizza. Oh, see, I love olives. I love I love black olives on pizza, but green olives they go in a martini. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, or straight out of the jar, but I can't do them on pizza. I don't know why, but just but onions on a pizza, it's great. Uh, you know? uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the uh, I'm thinking about a, a disagreement pizza tonight. That yeah, sounds like, good. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. You know, for whatever reason, your side has no sauce, mine has no cheese. Yeah. We're all right. You know, right. make it. <laughs> All right, dudes and dudettes, well, here's to hoping you enjoy your divided veggie lover's pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Cowabunga, dude. Oh, God. Cowabunga, everyone. (laughs) Sweet. That was fun. A divided veggie pizza. (laughs) This is the the deviation of pizza. This is it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Funny thing is, way, way early on when we first started dating, it was like when Facebook first introduced those, uh, or it might have been MySpace back then. Um, it was like, see what your child will look like. And we blended both of our pictures together, and that was the ugliest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it was just like, he had like a half smile and a mustache. So I was like, ugh! <laughs> and a unibrow. Yeah, you thought it was the doctor told you that you couldn't have kids. It was just Chris the Buck giving the doctor a 20. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we can't have kids. I've seen it. <laughs> Can't do it. Thing that is kind of vexing a little bit is um, you've got five people asking you the same questions in six different ways. And so by the time the first kid does it, you're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm playing Doom or whatever, I'm watching Batman. And then okay, and then four or five kids later it's like, look, I'm watching TV, let me watch TV, you know? So, like you, wanna, so you want to proactively like kid. put on the wall, like here's what I'm doing for the day. 
you'll get my schedule in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So there's always one kid every day that thinks I'm just dad's being mean again. It's no, it's not dad's being mean. Dad's just tired of explaining himself. Yeah. <laughs> the fifth time. Yeah. Oh man, I hear you, man. Man, just I don't know, and I. Having like birthday parties is hilarious because then you've got five more kids that show up. <laughs> and oh I my just come home. Like, we had a birthday party for Danica last year, and I completely forgot that we had a party because I had to work on it. was a Saturday, and I had to work on that Saturday. So when I came home, there's all these other kids, all these extra kids here. You're like, what is going on? And I'm, one of them says, Hi. And I said, Which one are you? Because I didn't know. <laughs> But, like, Christmas is kind of a bigger deal now because Nicole and I, we save up a little bit of money every month for Christmas so we don't have to worry about, oh, God, what did we do? Ah, um, so we decide, okay, it's like the beginning of November is when we'll really do our Christmas shopping. And we'll say, okay, every kid gets two gifts from us and then two gifts from Santa. And that'll be it. So everybody gets four gifts. Okay. No problem. And then... One of us will usually uh, forget that they, we already have two gifts from us or two gifts from Santa from, for one kid. <laughs> it's like, well, if they get an extra gift, everyone's going to feel like, oh, well, they're special. So now we got to add it one more. Oh, every-, every single one of them. <laughs> when I was a kid, I just made out like a bandit every year. Oh, that was me. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just kind of And I want to do that for my kids, you know. And I told my dad last year, I told my mom and dad, I was like, I don't know how you two did it. Because I'm, I'm by the end of Christmas, I'm going to make sure I do my taxes the first day I can. <laughs> yep, there you I, go. A check coming in, you know? Yeah, amen to that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, gosh, the, I, I was the same way. My, my old man, he went all out. And my mom, too. They, they both went all out during the holidays. That was like, that was one thing my dad loved to do. You know, he loved to decorate, like, Christmas lights outside, you know. Yeah. Just you know, all the decoration inside. And man, some of my best Christmases were when um, you know both parents were together. And I remember it was like 1990 or 1991. I came downstairs uh, and my sister had the love seat full of toys, and I had the whole sofa full of toys. And like, I remember you. I remember you telling that story. Oh my god. That, yeah, that, that was, was dude. That that was. Oh yeah. That was such a cool moment because. Like, I'm looking at, I, I can remember just vividly walking down the stairs, and I can still see it in my mind. Like, I still re- re- imagine imagine what that room looked like. And uh, here it is so vis- vividly in my brain, and it's kind of sad to think, man, now that house is empty. You know, and, and that, you know like, I, I don't like to think of that empty house. Like, I like to think of those, those happy memories, because, like, you know, my dad, he was gruff, he, he was tough, and, you know... He was rough around the edges, but he he went all out for certain things. And that Christmas was definitely one of them. And I'll never forget, man, I had, like, wrestlers. I had uh, Ninja Turtle toys, and I had yeah. my Nintendo. Like, that was the best Christmas ever. <laughs> yeah, gosh, Christmas and I, we've been together a long time. Long yeah. time. We, we basically grew up together. I think it's been... 
13, 14 years, something like that. Yeah. You yeah. two were together. You were high school school. High school, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, I, the one line that is complete, like, out of character for me, I said to her, uh, <laughs> she was dating one of my friends my junior year. You know, I never even thought, like, we had a she was ever gonna even consider me um so you know i just always knew chris beth is oh yeah she's my she's uh my friend's girlfriend blah blah um anyway so uh you know and she would sit uh, sit with us at the lunch table and stuff you know we were all goofy nerds and stuff um she was you know one of the friends and um i remember it was uh my senior year and i think it was her sophomore year i think it was and it was the first day of school and i just happened to be standing outside in front of um, the school i see her come up and she's got her hair done you know it's the first day of school i guess hair done makeup and everything and you know she was always a pretty girl always really really pretty and uh stupid me i go up and i'm like wow chris Smith, you got hot over the summer oh my and, god and i'm like oh gosh that came out wrong <laughs> You know, not oh to say not to say that she was ugly before. She never was, you know. And I, first of all, I never even say that. But I was like, you know what? It's Christabeth. She's one of the guys, pretty much, you know. And uh, well, she, thank God, she took that the right way instead of the wrong way. Because you, know? you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard about two weeks later, uh, you know, that she she kind of liked me. I was like, wow, oh, she's not dating that one guy anymore. And I, of course, got the green light from my friend. You know, he he, wow. I never even asked him. He was dating somebody else at the time, so yeah, he's uh, fine. Yeah, he's Whatever. fine. Uh, that's what I said. I was like, ah. yeah. So we uh, we started dating there, um, and that was the beginning of my senior year. So that's 2004. Uh, so yeah, uh, 12 years, thir- 13 years. That was really cool. I mean, it started off just me being the biggest <laughs> idiot, you know, and. <laughs> You know, it's so, sometimes I think it's like when you know you got a good woman, they they oversee the idiocy of us at that at that very moment. They must see yeah. something in us that we don't see in us. You know, <laughs> Nicole, Nicole has a lot of patience. Yeah, yeah Chris Smith does too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, like I, my biggest fault is I stick my foot in my mouth all the time, all, all the time. The time. Yeah. Like, and it's and I I swear it's good natured. I try not to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, that's one thing that just, that's the dog that bites me. You know, people that go out of the way to, to, to mess with others, you know? Let me check real quick. Just dead silence right now, everyone. That's exactly what it is, yep. Yeah. Well, sweet, yeah. man. Well, I'll go ahead and I'll uh, just edit this. We still got two hours worth of stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yes, yeah, this will be an interesting one to edit. Like, ooh. I cannot believe we did not do the comic. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs>